You're listening to the Getting Ahead podcast, where you can listen and learn. And I'm your host, Simon Isoa. Welcome to the show. Each week on Getting Ahead podcast, we look into an interesting topic and interview some of the most interesting people in the world, and we turn their wisdom into actionable points for you to implement in your everyday life for you to be able to get ahead and grow. Welcome to today's episode on the Getting Ahead podcast. Our guest for today is Gabrielle Ianiello. She's the founder of The Adulting Manual, a business she set up after graduation to teach or bring knowledge that is required for you to succeed in life or in your business. And these things are not taught in school, so she's bringing up this expertise and knowledge to share with those in need of such to excel in their career and business. So stick around and enjoy the show. So uh, today on our podcast show, on today's episode, we have a guest called Gabrielle Laniello. And uh, I'd like to welcome you to the show, and uh, we are very psyched up about listening to the story you have to share with us. And uh, we, I say thank you for taking the opportunity to come and grace us with your presence. So once again, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. Yeah. So, Gabrielle, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? Sure. I actually grew up in New York. Um, I grew up in Long Island, so it was a bit of a suburbs, but I mostly spent my time in New York. So that's, you know, it was an easy way for me to get into the city, which is kind of what people call the capital of the world. Um, but I haven't yet, I haven't yet left. So we'll yeah. see what happens in the next couple months. Yeah, New York is probably like the best city on the planet. Well, according to those people who live there. <laughs> yeah. 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 At least one of the places I like to visit when I get the opportunity. I've never been there. I hear yeah, it's 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 really great, but I mean there are pros and cons, right? Of so course, it's no, it's, city, not, it's not a fantasy but... land. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens with the the more developed a place gets, more cosmopolitan, the more aggressive, the more capitalist intended, and all that. So it's a dog eat dog world out there. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about yourself. So, so you are into. You said you started out as a corporate person. Then after a while, you give give it a while. Then you quit. So before that, just tell us about. So are you? What do you do for fun? Out when you're out in New York. Somebody comes to New York now as a visitor, and you're about to tell the person, "Okay, I have two things I can tell you where you can catch fun in New York." What would you say? <laughs> what would you tell the person? Honestly, Central Park. I know it's like, it's just a park, but especially in the summer, Central Park is the equivalent to the beach for New Yorkers. So you go there, you are going to see everyone in their bathing suit. It's so bizarre, but it's so much fun. People are drinking, white claws, you got music going. Like every other day there's a proposal. So it's just like a happening place where there are dogs and booze and parties. And it's like, go there and bring a towel and bring a bathing suit because you're going to stick out like a sore thumb if you don't have a bathing suit. Wow, definitely recommend close. that. 
Yeah, that was interesting. That was yeah, interesting. right? It's bizarre. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's so bizarre. Yeah. I was so against it when I moved there. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is I only do that at the beach, but yeah. it's such a normal thing because we're not close to the water. So yeah. it's 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 a lot of fun. It's really great. Um, but I would also say that for people who are visiting New York or things that I generally like to do is there are city bikes you can rent for like, I don't know, a dollar. It's not even that expensive. And you basically get the bike for X amount of hours and you can travel all over. There are a bunch of, um, you know, bike trails off to the side. So you're not in with traffic, like on the West side highway and you can go up and down and kind of pop between bars and just see different sites. Like you have the world trade center, you have, um, you know, the empire state building, you could do all these things very quickly versus taking the subway and you get to enjoy the weather. Wow. Fantastic. Must be a great place to be. Of course, like you said, yeah. there are pros and cons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, the, when yeah. I was in my early 20s, I loved it. But now it's I'm approaching 30 and it's I want to be in a better or a different environment. Somewhere in the suburbs, maybe somewhere warmer like Texas or maybe San Diego and California, maybe Florida, um, maybe eventually leaving the country. But, you know, we'll see. I definitely would love to travel and see other yeah, places. Yeah. You know, that's the thing with growing up. As in, the older you get... Uh, priorities start changing your needs your wants your objections your visions and then maybe those things that you were thrilled about when you were much younger you start seeing it as i've oh, been there done that i really need to look at something else it's really life as a journey is really uh, it's interesting let me use that term let me not use a negative <laughs> term let me let me say positively yeah. it's an interesting journey i mean you come across different people different uh, backgrounds, cultures. And the more people you meet, the more you realize that you want to know more about the different types of people that exist in the world. And you want to be able to reach Definitely. out to them and learn from them and all that. It's great. It's great. So tell us about your corporate life and uh, what's, what, went, what was the defining moment that just made you decide to say, no, let me, let me give, it, give it all up and go into business. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually, I graduated as a teacher, but I immediately realized once I got my degree that it wasn't something that was going to work out for me, for both in the ways of um, how much it paid, kind of the structure of growth I was being a teacher just seemed a bit, um, it wasn't what it was set out to, you know, what I thought it was going to be. So that's when I went to corporate. So I started as an administrator and I job hopped aggressively in different industries and in different roles. So Basically, towards the end of my corporate life, after about five, six, seven years, I worked at a hedge fund, so an investment, you know, asset management type of place, um, very stuffy, you know, finance. I worked as an assistant, and luckily enough, I was promoted internally to do marketing, which is supposed to be like this super cool job, right? Yeah. You like get to meet all these cool people and events and the, the promos and the gifts and all this stuff, and I hated it. It was just... Um, the people weren't what they were chalked up to be. The job itself was ridiculously stressful. And it came to a point where I had achieved on paper what was successful. Like I, I hit the certain salary. I got the fancy brown sun up on the Upper West Side, like did all these things at such a young age. And it was great, awesome. And my parents were proud and everyone was excited. But I just felt like my sacrificing my relationships, my burnout. I mean, I was so burnt out. I was exhausted. Um, I felt like I was sacrificing the things that actually made me excited and happy. And so it was a slow burn. There wasn't a hundred percent defining moment, but I will say I contemplated leaving corporate for about a year. 
I mean, I always wanted to do my own thing, but during COVID, obviously like all I had, you know, sitting around doing nothing. So it really hit me like a ton of bricks and January of this year of 2021, I was really down in the dumps. I really, really didn't want to be there. I was actually getting physically upset, like crying before work because I didn't want to go, which has never happened before. And so I kept kind of shoving it down. Like you can do it just like another year, you know, another year, whatever it is. And I actually got an injury and it was, uh, I'm a runner and I got a foot, you know, foot injury, which was out of the blue. I wasn't running at the time. Like I was eating healthy, doing the stretching. It just like came out of nowhere. And so that was kind of the defining moment when I realized I was actually grateful to get hurt because that meant I didn't have to go to work, that there was a job, that there was a problem, right? Like, so, you know, I think within two weeks of getting hurt, I realized, okay, I need to, it's more risky for me to stay here and do something that's making me this unhappy that it's resulting in physical illness that I need to take the risk of leaving. And the thing too, is when people take, you know, risks like this, there's a difference between risk and recklessness. And I like to basically refer to it like a revolving door. So most opportunities, we think it's a one-way door where you can never go back. But I recognize that this risk was only a risk and it wasn't reckless because let's say I did this business thing, didn't work out. I could always go back and get another job. I could always be in marketing again, or I could be an assistant. So for me, it just was like a clear exit. Like, let me try this, give it a year. If I don't like it, if it doesn't work out, then I can go back. But this is where I am now. It's left corporate building a business and you know, it's been a wonderful, but very stressful, as you said, and yeah, yeah, it's, podcasting, it's challenging, yeah. you know, but it's been a, a remarkable five months, six months. No, that's fantastic. No, you know, even if in the event at the end of one year, you don't, you feel that uh, things are not, you've not achieved what you thought you'd achieve at the end of one year, even if you go back to being corporate, you can still carry on the business on the side, maybe like a side hustle. Exactly. So, and, uh, so because I know that sometimes businesses take a while to really uh, settle down and start uh, reaping the fruits and benefits of the labor, maybe two years, totally. three years. But it's always good to have something on the side. I mean, I mean, working for someone the does have its merits, but on the whole, sucks. <laughs> yeah so listen it's you know sometimes you're really fortunate and you happen to work in an environment that's really wonderful or you work with people who like you know make your make your job better you're actually excited to go to work and hang out with your colleagues but sometimes it's just like there are so many boxes left unchecked that it's actually not helping you in any way yeah yeah the people make up the people who are working you meet in working environments also has a huge factor to play on how you feel or how you view the job on the go. That's good. So that's great. So right now, so tell us a bit bit more about what you're doing, how you're carrying along, how you feel now on those things that you you thought you were sacrificing while you were in the corporate life. Yeah. So after I quit, I had a general idea of what I wanted to do, but I had no set plan. It was kind of like, I have an idea of wanting to do an online business, maybe podcasting in a year from now, two years, but I had no plan. So I just worked very diligently, maybe over the course of a month, did a lot of mindset work, read a lot of books, um, scribbled down any kind of idea I had. And what ended up happening is my podcast and my business kind of came to life. So the podcast is called Corporate Quitter. And I, you know, basically set a I release episodes every Thursday. It's about people who are either self-employed or they're entrepreneurs and they basically um, share their life story and kind of how they came to be and also tangible takeaway, 
you know, advice for people who are listening so that they can implement in their own life. And so the main business is the adulting manual, which is where it's basically a platform for people in their 20s and maybe even early 30s to learn the life lessons they weren't taught in school. So the podcast is essentially business lessons. The actual business, the adulting manual is like life lessons. So it's kind of like marrying the two and finding a nice jam between both of them but it's really funny because I had no idea that I was going to do a podcast I thought I was going to wait maybe two three years get the business up and running but it just came to me that doing a podcast a like as you probably know there is minimal overhead it's not like I'm building a brick and mortar store and I have like a staff you know staff that I have to pay like it's just a microphone zoom and like you know there's some other little things but it's essentially yeah it's not like this huge it's not like I have to purchase clothing or stock or anything like that. So I figured it would be the best way to start to get exposure, market myself, and then, you know, obviously build great connections like me meeting you, us connecting, yeah. like that's a, now a connection for both of us. Yeah. So that's kind of where it started. And so now I'm also simultaneously working on building out the actual part of the business, the adulting manual that will create money. So that could be services. It could be the product of the adulting manual in the form of a book course creation, building a community. Um, Someone mentioned maybe building out an app. And that has been very interesting because I actually interviewed someone who developed an app. And right when you think app, you think, oh my God, it's expensive. It takes time. It's like all these things. And because he himself was young, didn't have the funds, he hired interns for free and they got college credit in exchange. I didn't even know there was a thing. So now because (laughs) I learned that, that's a possibility for me to To do with this business. So Yeah, yeah, right. It's an incredible thing to leverage people, you know, if there are people who want to learn and build on their portfolio, and they're like, I'll do this for free. Why not? It's it's, it's a win win. And when you become profitable, they're doing, if they're enjoying what they're doing, that's an easy hire for you, right, as an employer. Um, But that's, that's kind of where I am with the business right now. It's, I've set a pretty much like a good foundation, We're, we're hitting the ground running. Um, We are from the podcast perspective, we're in 17 countries and almost at we're close to about 500 downloads, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I'm in the weeds right now. I'm not, yeah. I haven't figured it all out. I'm just trying to hit the ground running. The profits aren't necessarily there, but they're they're coming. It's a slow trickle. Yeah, it is. That's great. That's great. So if, I were to, if you were to give two tips or advice to anybody that's thinking about maybe quitting their jobs, what would you say the persons you look out for? Then, like you said, taking a risk, not being reckless. So what would you say to such people? So I find with most people when they ask me this question of like, oh, I want to be a corporate quitter too, is you really need to find out what interests you or kind of understand what patterns are coming about in your life. So, you know, I know in life, and I'm sure you've experienced this too, there is no clear pathway ever. There are multiple options. You choose one thing and then another thing happens. And it's like, it doesn't seem like there's a pattern, but if you really focus and and listen to your gut and, and see where your interests fall or where you keep leaning towards, or if you have recurring thoughts that, you know, these ideas come in that you keep pushing away or saying, no, I can't do. There's a reason why these interests and these ideas are coming to you. It's yeah. because there's, you know, an opportunity for you to, basically, you know, get into what it is you do, because most of the people who want to leave corporate, it's because they want to do something they love. So if you align your interests, 
and you know the things that excite you obviously it will be much easier for you to be successful because you're waking up every day doing something doing you something enjoy love, yeah yes yeah, yeah so start kind of you know grab a piece of paper this is why i love journaling i've been journaling for like six years because i like to be able to reflect and say okay all these different things have happened in my life all these different interests and ideas pop up now i can kind of pick them out and see what shines the most and you know, run with it. So you definitely want to make sure you reflect and pick out those ideas as a starting place, and then start you know building one step at a time of what that could look like. Oh, that sounds great. You know, like I always tell people, as in, like last, I think during the pandemic, I, I even prior to then, when the lockdown came about, I, I've always had this thought of you know going into digital, online, blogging podcast it has always been in my mind for a couple of years two three years maybe but i kept like you said pushing it away pushing it aside no 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 no. but when the lockdown happened and then we all we all had a lot of time to sit at home and start thinking Mm -hmm. and i started thinking i thought maybe it's time i start putting myself in front of my (laughs) of my desires and plans instead of uh, someone else's business that I'm currently yeah. working for. So I just woke up one day and just said, well, let me just give it a go. And I'll tell you, like you said, the profits are not yet rolling in, but no. if, you look, if you look at the knowledge, <laughs> the experience, the knowledge that I've gathered in the past, the, the, about a year for blogging, my podcast just started about, I started my podcast about a month ago. Yes, early May, so that's about a month. So what I've learned so far, read, experienced, practical, met some people, wonderful people online, such as yourself, likewise other people as well, learned so much from some people who have been successful on podcasting and blogging. I mean, it's been it's been great. It's been a fantastic yeah. journey. <clears throat> and for me, <clears throat> after some time, I just looked at it and I said, wow, why didn't I start this earlier on? Why did I have yeah, to wait think, for this long <laughs> before? Yeah, a lot of people yeah. think that thought. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. At least that's one of the positives that I say I take from the pandemic period. One of the positives that came out brought us the entrepreneurial side for, for a lot of people all over the world. People decided yeah. that, yeah, it's good to invest in yourself, not just to work for someone till retirement and then you go home and well, live off your pension and it's it sounds so such like, like a dry dreary life to live yeah <laughs> yeah so that's it so for you so what so what what are your plans what are you looking at as in from now on say like you said you gave yourself a year what's your goal achievement and then before we now move on to your adulting manual uh properly and discuss that in your podcast now, <laughs> what, is, what are your goals what are you looking at yeah what sure trying to achieve So obviously financial, you know, I need to, the whole reason for doing this is financial freedom and making an impact. So right now I'm definitely hitting the nail on the head in terms of impact. Like people are reaching out saying they're getting benefits from the podcast. They're looking, they're excited about the content that I'm producing. Like you said, blogging, like people are going and basically grabbing as much information as they can. So it makes me feel good. And I feel fulfilled every single day to do that. So now my plans moving on in the future is to expand upon that. And whether that looks like, again, creating an app, 
building maybe a Facebook community or something that's more tight knit, like a subscription model where people get together and I bring in experts to talk on things. Um, that's kind of the future of where I, the business I want to lean towards, just like keep no. bringing value over delivering. And then knowing again, when the you know financial freedom, the money will come as a result because, no. you know, like, you know, you had said, like the entrepreneurship really comes out in people, especially when we're thought or we believe that there was security in having a job. And then once, you know, kind of everything hit the fan, people are now losing their jobs. The stability isn't there. We're questioning everything we're doing. Life has slowed down. And so for me, I wanted to see the rewards of all the effort and impact I was making. And so from a financial perspective, I, it would make me extremely happy. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but it's one of those things that you just got to, you know, keep practicing positivity and put it out there is that I'd love to make a third of the salary that I had made at my last job, which isn't that much, but like, you know, a a good chunk so that come the fall, I can move out of my parents' place, (laughs) you know, and, and move forward because I'm, I don't know if you've experienced something like that, but going from being independent and like living on my own, or at least at one point I had roommates now, my roommates are my parents again. Yeah, so it's yeah, almost yeah. like regression. And so yeah, for yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, it, it, it's challenging like that, but I have high hopes and connecting with, again, people like you, it, it puts me in a really powerful place to um, exchange ideas, information, like cross promote, like all these amazing things. So that's, that's kind of where I'm heading for the next six months. It's just providing value, providing an impact. And then if I can monetizing that in some way um, so that I can keep going. Great plan. Gabriel, seems like you have it all figured out Thanks. at least for the next six months. And, uh... <laughs> that is like, the, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I yeah. think like, like we had discussed prior to recording, like it is not all butterflies and daisies. It yeah. on Instagram, you know, based on what we say, like, you know, things look great and it seems like there are plans in motion and we have a goal, but you know, just like life, there is no set path and things yeah. change very quickly and it's not easy. Like, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to start with this. And a lot of it is, I mean, the, the plan was to use my savings, but when you see your savings diminish to try to yeah. build your dream, it's extremely frightening. Yeah, it's you stressful. know, it's, it, it's extremely stressful. Yeah. And you, you know, like you're trying to build a business and also simultaneously find a gig to make more money. You're like, you know, all these things. And it's, it's terrifying. Every day I wake up in a panic. Like it's, it's an exciting <laughs> panic and I'm sure you feel the same yeah, way, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not easy, you know, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, but definitely with such positivity that you have, and you definitely come out of it. And I am yeah. sure that's one of the great lessons in life. As in, like, I know a friend that always tells me that no matter the situation you find yourself, there's always a positive side or outcome to that situation. Once you have that positivity definitely. in you and you work towards it, believe in it, have the positivity. Yeah and work towards it not just fold your arms and say oh well i hope it'll happen but <laughs> <laughs> like someone said hope is not a strategy i can't remember who i got that quote from oh i, that I like that a lot yeah, hope is not I mean, a strategy it is, yeah like it's not a strategy i mean yeah. it's great to lean on but yeah, yeah. you got to do both like the mindset work and the actual physical work like yeah, yeah. you can't pray your way to a million dollars you know work your tail off you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 you need to work your tail off and one thing i've realized that when you're doing something that you're passionate about because you have a clear vision of where you want to be there's this uh clear focus and drive 
It's like hitting the nail on the head, as in you know what you're going after. And it's something that you cannot achieve when you're working for someone. Because yeah. while you're working for someone, you're driving someone else's goals and, and visions, not yours. But when it's your own vision and goals, man, it's so clear. And you know exactly what it is you're planning for and gunning for. And you, you put in all the work, the time, the effort, sleepless nights, early mornings to make sure that at least you get, with each passing day, you get closer and closer to that, to that uh, goal. And man, it's a yeah. sweet it is sweet when you when you achieve at least there are different goals levels of uh, levels of success in a business but when you achieve a certain level the, the, there's a certain euphoria that comes along with it and you're like wow i was able to do it and that even gives you more drive to to push on to the next level as well it's great yeah it's great fantastic gabriel so now let's let's look at uh adulting manual how did you come up with the name i mean well have you ever heard the phrase like i don't know how it is over by you but in america people always use the phrase like adulting like oh got an adult like this is this is adulting now got to be an adult so for me really what started the adulting manual was me and a couple of friends like um and my brother's fiance we were always asking each other like oh i are basically stating i wish i learned this in school right why didn't i learn this in school and so we are actually the original name was it of this was going to be the 13th grade like you know how in in grade school it's like pre-k through 12th grade so it's gonna be like 13th grade but we're like "Eh, it's kind of like college and then someone said to me like something along the lines of like you know oh there's no adult you know there's no manual for being an adult like no one tells you what you need to do adulting is hard I don't like adulting I just want to be a kid right <laughs> everyone tells you you know at eight, at eight well think about it. when you're younger you're like oh I can't wait to be an adult I can't yeah, wait to have yeah, money yeah, yeah. do you think and then you get here and you're like wait 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 this is not what I signed yeah, up for. It's, it's, so, sold you, so sold you <laughs> sold you the wrong stuff this is not what I was told it was all about because yeah, definitely yeah. no no adult comes to you as a teenager and a child and says Man, life is hard. Even if they tell you, yeah. as a kid, you'll be like, oh, man. You wouldn't For you, not me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always, it, it's it's a global phenomenon. I mean, people, you see people saying, man, why did my parents even give birth to me? I didn't give them, I, I didn't give them the, the authority. I didn't give my consent. Why did they bring me up here? And now I'm an adult. I have to do this. I have to do that. So much responsibilities expectations so much on your shoulders and it's almost as if as we as time goes on in society responsibilities are like increasing i don't know maybe it's the same 100 years ago but some i I kind of doubt that i mean that uh well you know the pressure i feel like it changes everything because back then if you went to a job yeah. you know you you hang up your cap at the end of the day and you go home and have dinner and like be with your family whereas yeah. now like everyone has email on their phone you're accessible 24 yeah. 7 um you know there's this i don't know how it is by you but again like in american culture it's hustle 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 be on all the time to then reap the rewards when you're retired and it's just it's not sustainable but yeah there's also been role reversal so again like Back then, there was maybe like the husband went to work and the wife stayed home and took care of the kids. And now it's like both parents. Both are parents working, have to, yeah. You know, and and now you got to come home and take care of the kids. Then yeah. the kids have to do like twenty-seven extracurriculars, and it's yeah. become this so, like this crazy thing. And I think Fresh that's up. another thing that I w- want to talk about on my podcast is like 
I think we've lost touch about what it means to be happy and successful because we've been kind of sucked into this life of like having the yacht and get, we, getting we, a million dollars. Yeah, we've and been like sold. We've been sold an idea of success that really shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, that, I mean, that, that, that be. shouldn't be. Yeah, it could be, but that's not the real measure of what success actually is. Because what we do now is more of the uh, acquiring of wealth, acquiring of properties. That's what everybody's just running around. Kids are abandoned. Yeah, it happens. Even in, down, down here, it's the same thing. Husband and wives are working. Kids come back yeah. home. You have to do homework with them. You have to take care of them. Of course, there's no way you can do everything the way it should be when your attention yeah. is divided like you said there's email there's mobile phones you can always be reached out to from work there's no hiding place and then then when they started this whole idea of work from home it be, it, it was even worse than when it was office hours because you know at least when you leave the office by five six four whatever time you close from the office you know that at least when you get home it's minimal work even if you get contacted yeah. or you have to finish off something at home but when you when we start then this whole working from home started from morning to night you are working from either you're in Zoom meetings you're in yeah. MS Teams there's a report that needs to be done there's a presentation there's this there's that so it's really 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 crazy so back to the story yeah. of adult in manual <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I mean that's where it started and and you know for the listeners you know if you're looking to start something new or anything like that or you're like nervous about taking the leap or whatever like know that i when i again when i quit my job when i even started the idea of the adulting manual i didn't 100% have a plan i had a general idea and it's one of those things that you just take one step right one step in front of the other you just keep building on it little by little and the picture will start to play out in front of you and the great thing too is you talk to more people they make suggestions and you're like oh my god that's great i want to use that you read a book, oh my God, that has a great idea, I'm gonna use that. And then you just start piecing together the puzzle. And even now, like I said before, I'm in the weeds. I'm still figuring out a ton of this stuff. So it doesn't mean that you you don't have to have this amazing idea and, and, and you know kind of run with it to get started. You just have to start and you have to rely on yourself and trust yourself that you're gonna make the decisions needed to push yourself forward. But if it's meant to be, it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, I know that's like airy fairy and whatever, but it's it's true. Like all the things that I did before, when I reflect, they prepared me for where I am now. And had I not experienced them in terrible jobs, in bad relationships, in failed business ideas, like this, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah, that was great. And you know, one of the things that holds people back is the fear of failure. And yeah. um, that's fear of the but failure is where well. the growth is. That is the biggest con. People think, oh, if you have success, you've made it. Like, yeah. no, no, no. If you failed, you learn something. And when you learn, something you grow so people yeah. who are constantly successful you know either they are actually not stretching themselves outside them, their comfort zone so that they have that same success over and over it's the same exact kind same of success level. yeah and right we're all about growth so you want to push yourself to the point not maybe to tears but like if you're shaking <laughs> and you're nervous but you're excited that's a really awesome place to be yeah. because there's so much power in that you're going to yeah. 10x if you will by doing that route versus taking the easy route and not failing yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Because there are a lot of things that go on in the mind once there's this, like you said, butterflies. At that point, it's like you have a heightened acumen. I mean, ideas start pouring in. Sometimes, I think at the point of time, I was like, the ideas were so much, I had to start narrowing them down. And that's why I love the point you brought up, journaling. Because I think yeah. 
I think at those moments when you have so much ideas going through your mind, the best way to deal with it is just to put them down. Then maybe yep. when, you are, when your mind is calm and clear, later on you come back to them and sift through them and look at the ones that you can actually start off from first and put in, implement and all that. It's really... Uh, adulting is difficult. Let's just put it like that. Like, yeah, like you said. yeah. Uh, it, is, yeah. It, is, it is, it is, it is. So how has it been so far? Since, like you said, I know that definitely moving back to, with your parents must, must be challenging. <laughs> Not really, easy, really but difficult. I mean, listen, yeah. if I... Um kind of like what we talked about before, I try to look at it as the, like, this is the best outcome right now. This is, I, the, cup, the cup is full, you know, there are, I could wallow in like all the things that I don't like, but I also want to highlight on the things that I do like. Like this yeah. is the fact that I had my parents to fall back on is amazing because a lot of people yeah. cannot do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so there are a lot of good things, but I would say a lot of the, um, the challenges that I'm experiencing right now is, you know, um, again, like I went about this with like, I'm not going to get a job. This is going to be my full-time job. I'm going to work on it 40 hours a week, even if it's not making me money. So savings are dwindling. I'm getting really cool opportunities. Like someone I interviewed on a show, um, for my podcast, he actually now hired me remotely on a part-time, very part-time freelance basis, um, to help him with some social stuff, which I don't really know, but I'm winging it and we're just going to yeah. go with it because it's, you know, it's an income and it's helping me grow, but you know, it's, it's, it's not always, it's not always that easy. It's, you know, I, but I can also recognize that again, when we go to risk and recklessness, like, um, something really scary that I did this past month is I actually hired two freelancers. So one is an audio editor and the other one is a virtual assistant because in my mind, I knew that those were upfront investments that would benefit down the line. Cause every time you make an investment, it's not immediate, it's going to yeah, happen six months from now. And so from my perspective, I'm in the place of, okay, I have something that's up and running. I still don't have it all figured out, but I got a groove on. Let me focus not so much on in, you know, working in the business and the admin stuff and just keeping things down, but I need to work on it. I need to work on the things that are going to make money. I need to do the brainstorming. I need to put myself out there. So hiring these two people have taken away, you know, the stress on keeping just the things flowing, like, right. The tedious yeah. things of updating the blog, you know, Editing posting the, the, yeah, you know, you know how it is, you know, yeah. the, the basic things to keep it going, sending the emails, calendars. If I'm wasting so much time doing that, it would take me months, months to get in front of a crowd of people. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's doing a webinar to make money or, you know, yeah. finishing the adulting manual or building out that. So that has been the most terrifying thing because now I have to spend more money to, again, investing in my business, taking out of yeah. my savings quicker, but you know, I, you know, it stinks, but it's one of those things that people don't talk about on this, on social media, the challenges that you have to face from a financial or a time perspective, but time is your greatest asset. So yeah, the yeah. money will always come, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to hone in on, but it's not, you know, it, it terrifies it's, me. So, yeah. Yeah. If, if there's no fear, that means you're lying. If you say there's no fear, because Definitely, yeah. there's there are once you're taking such a leap of faith, making an investment in something, because nobody has the ability to see into the future, so you don't know how it will turn out. What you just have is that yeah. positivity and that belief that with your time and effort, and God or the universe decides to bless your efforts and all that, it will definitely pan out even maybe more than your expectations. Because I know I've come across people who tell me that, wow, two years ago I could never imagine. I could be where I am at right now on my with my personal business. Uh, so, yep. it, uh, so it's it's a great journey that uh, so far I've enjoyed it. 
uh, I may not be making any profits right now, but like you said, on the podcast, the investment is not much. Then, yeah. but on the blog, okay, just apart from the investments of keeping the website running and all that, you have to do an annual subscription and all payments and all that. So, but at least that's Stay it up. Minimal, Stay it uh, up very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Before you know a year is up and you have to pay back, pay again. And so, yeah. but it, it, it's been an experience for me that has opened my eyes to so many things and I've, I've learned a lot of things that I would never have learned, such as digital. I, I know I, I'm, I'm actually a certified digital marketing uh, professional. But I've wow. not, yeah, so I think uh, like two years down the line now, but I've not actually gone into deeper practice prior to when I started, I decided to kick off my online business. But when I kicked this off, I started going into the SEO stuff, website designs, uh, graphic design. Then I started thinking about ebooks as well, which is something, courses as well, which is something that's very profitable. But you need time, you need to grow a community mm-hmm. first so that you can now do webinars. And so I've looked at the whole thing, like you said, it's all different levels of growth. So right yeah. now we are probably at maybe level one. <laughs> yeah, level literally two. infancy. Yeah, infancy. Pre-level two. one. Yeah, pre-level <laughs> one. So by the time you start growing, growing, immediately you hit that level where you now start having webinars and people are, are coming on live to your webinars, your community that you've built over a year or two or so then that's the point whereby you will now start thinking of maintaining it, bringing on people, hiring more hands to come and work for you, virtual assistants, mm-hmm. this person is in charge of this, booking of appointments or podcast casting like this and all that. So it's it's really a, grow, a, grow, a, journey, a journey of growth that uh, is fantastic so far because when I look at people that are, that are there, it gives me more courage to say, okay, yeah, this guy can do it. I mean, he was patient enough to wait to get. I I think uh, there's this lady, uh, Halataha. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-mm. She has this uh, young and profiting podcast. I think she's from New Jersey or Denver. One of those two places. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, Ooh, <laughs> so she has. She. She. she I think I, I on Clubhouse. I I spoke with her when we were on. Uh, I forgot the name of the room, Clubhouse. So, but she said that it took her podcast and business three years before she started reaping the kind of benefits she's reaping right now. So yep. when she told me that, that kind of gave me, uh, uh, should I say, encouragement to say, okay, yeah, mine is still, I'm still at the infancy level. So this woman is telling me that it took her three years to grow to this point whereby she's doing interviews, she's interviewing very influential people in the society, uh, in US there across the world. She has like maybe like 40 staff right now. She's not, of course, the best of wow. the best in podcasts. You have the likes of Joe Rogan's and all that. Who, <laughs> <laughs> who, no, but, well, as good as Joe Rogan is, I don't want to be a Joe Rogan because definitely yeah. I, ha- I want to be myself, my own identity and all that. So it took him a while to get where he is. I think he has like 10 years of podcasting. Like a decade. So yeah. that tells you that, man, these things take time. So it's not just a quick, it's not just a snap of no. your finger and uh, you're there. 
So yeah. it's something no. that you just not three months and you hit six figures. Yeah, it's no, not not possible. Not it's frustrating possible. when people say that. And yeah, it's, it's like, frustrating. You know, it's like it's like, it's it like happens, a clickbait. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it rare, is. rare occasions. But most of them are like clickbaits to get people to traffic, click on my link. I did this in six yeah. months, six figures. I mean, come on. I mean, I know. And it's all... like you know, the best part though is that people we're like consumers are not stupid. We're not, yeah. we, you know, we're enticed by the idea, but we can call out, we can figure out when people are like full of it. And yeah. so this new era, like you mentioned before, community is so important. People in your community are going to know when you're being real and they're going to see the value and all that stuff. So again, like maybe it won't happen in six months, but those people are going to be your like diehard followers. Yeah. Growing with real. you. They're yeah. Gonna, yeah. And that's, I think that's, you know, I don't know if enough people talk about that. They're just looking for profit. But when you go with the, you know, the intention of being there for the people, yeah. people over profit, people before profit, you will see, again, like we both maybe may not be in a place to vouch for that, but I can see in my connections and people who are already expressing interest in certain things that it's already, I'm reaping the rewards of solidifying those connections over making money ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's, that's, the, that's the truth about it. It's, 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 well, what I can say is that it's a journey that is worth taking. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, that's the truth. Well, it looks like a lovely day in New York. I can see the light coming <laughs> through your window. And uh, <laughs> so I'm, it looks like a lovely weather down there. So do you have siblings or you're the only child or? I actually have two brothers. So I am the oldest. Um, I have a brother who's 11 months younger than me. So we're oh. Irish twins. And then I have a brother who's 10 yeah. years younger than me. So, you know, it's, it's been, it's been interesting because my youngest, they almost like helped raise him. So I almost look at him as like, you know, my, I don't want to say my son, oh. but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Cause like, you know, I, I, I babysat him. I changed yeah. his diapers, like did all the things. And then my oldest brother is like, you know, I grew up with him. We were you know, we fought, we played, we did all the things. So yeah. it's been, yeah, it's been great. It's, you know, I'm very close to my family and that's something I'm really fortunate about is that I have family that I'm, you know, they are there for me if I need them. And I mean, hence why I'm living at home now, this wouldn't be yeah. possible if it wasn't for them. And same thing with the support of my brothers who, you know, it, it goes a long way when you have people in your, in your personal group, you know, your, your circle who are supportive of you. And that could be friends. If it's not family, it could be friends, but yeah, it's be like fun. the saying of like, you know, the five most people you spend the, the most time with or the most, um, it's a reflection on your life. It's yeah. very true. And I'm grateful that basically my bloodline, it worked out that they are that supportive and close to me and, and they can help. Nothing beats a supportive family. I think it's, it's, it's the best form of support because you, you, you grew up with them. They know you in and out. Yeah. There's, there's no way, there's no need for pretending, no need for fake, faking it. You can be real around them, which yeah. is not something that you can achieve a lot without people outside of the family line, unless you have someone that's a really a close friend, a very close friend. Uh -huh, that, that's what is close that you consider as a family, not even a friend. So in, in short, so it's like, I was speaking to a friend of mine. Uh, uh, so I think, yeah, I think a friend of mine or a guest I interviewed on my podcast. I meet a lot of people now, so I don't really recall who said this or that anymore. I, just, <laughs> I do it all the time. Like, yeah, that person said yeah, that, that person said that. So she, she, I think it was, yeah, I think it was ladies. She said, 
whenever you're going through these motions, when you're in the weed and you're trying to set up your business or online or all that, whether it's not online business, even if it's a brick and mortar business, that you need people, a supportive community to support you when you're down, to encourage you, to help you track your milestones and your, mm-hmm. uh, your objectives and goals to let you know, okay, you've not achieved this, wherever you are at, how long it's going to take you to, a constant reminders to, to help you grow on your business and all that. So, so that's how she put it because she's like a life coach or something. So she was like saying that it's good that those people are close to you, you share your vision with them and tell them that this is what I want to achieve so that they can also work along it with you and remind you of it to say, okay, yeah, you told, you said you were going to be here in six months. How, how, how close are you to it now? How long do you think, are you think you're going to meet the deadline? So it's great having support. And funny enough, like you said, the community that you build, you find out that some people just, just love you. And sometimes you wonder why, what did I do? All the time. What was in the comment? What was in my content that is making this person feel so connected with me? And and that's one of the greatest feelings you get to say, okay, yeah, people are connecting to your content and what you have to put out there in the world. It's really a great feeling. And a great feeling. And that's one of the yeah. perks of doing this kind of thing or running a business, whether it be motor or brick or online. Just have people out there who are just strong believers of you and they believe that you will grow. And uh, those are the kind of people that will end up contributing to, even to your business. They say, okay, I'll have to take this contribution. We'll help you grow, we'll help you do this and all that. So it's it's a good thing. Like you said, yeah. people, people before money. Once you do that, yeah. definitely you'll make it in life. Like someone said, there are different levels of success. Depends on you, what you view totally. as a success. So, because, but for me, core of success is impact you've had on people's lives. If you are not having any positive impact on people's lives, even if you are the wealthiest person on, on the earth, there's always something missing. Like you said, yep. on paper, yeah. you, you were successful. You felt you were successful on paper when you were in, at your job, the marketing uh, function. But inside, you felt something was missing. Yeah. Yeah, it's something we yeah, all Yeah, it's through. true. Yeah, and you got to find your way. Sometimes it, it's clear as day and sometimes it's not. But you just have to hope and, you know, trust in God's plan or the universe or, you know, whatever it is that you believe in, higher power, source, that, you know, there is a path laid out for you, even if it's not clear at this present time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, so... What else can you tell us about yourself? Gabrielle. <laughs> so if, if I would ask you, who's Gabrielle, what would you say? That's a bit of a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would say I, um, I'm a big, I'm an avid reader. I love to read. It's been something that I think has really progressed me in the way of business and, per, and personal development and even like enjoyment in life is through reading. Um, I love to kind of, embark on adventures so i've been doing i've done solo trips before i love hiking i did scuba diving like anything that's kind of i don't want to say it's like you know racing of the of the heart or like pumping the blood or like you know anything that's kind of like rush of blood to the head yeah i mean like i you know i i just think it's when you're especially when we talk about business and stuff 
you know, I find it really exhilarating when you take a risk, like again, backpacking by myself. I'm a young woman. I'm literally 4'11". I am so tiny. Like, you know, there are so many people who said like, don't do that. And I was like, no, no, no. But like, I feel called to do it. So I'm going to do it. And it could have been really scary, but I, it was a great learning opportunity. And so I love to do things like, get, you know, the scuba diving, the hiking, the anything that will broaden my horizons. And also if it's physically demanding, I love to get a good exercise in whether it's running or again, the hiking, the walking the desert plains, whatever it is. Um, it's definitely something I like, love, love to do. So I take it you're an active person. Yeah, I try to be. I mean, as you probably know, working on your business, I feel like I'm just like cemented to my desk like 24 yeah. seven. But yeah, I like to, you know what it is too? I find that when I'm active and I take care of my body in the form of like eating good food, getting sunshine, taking breaks, um, going for walks, you know, running, whatever it is even playing outside with my dog or like we have chickens. So I'll go run around with the chickens. Yeah. Like it contributes to my life in such a remarkable way, because again, like I'm giving a sign to God, to whoever else, like I put my body and my life first before money, before the business, before all these things. Because again, when I go back to the thinking about what made me successful or what I thought was successful back then was right. The job comes before everything else. The money comes before everything else. And I realize it's not success for me. The success is me making sure I get my eight hours of sleep. The success is making sure I eat healthy food versus, you know, skipping eating because I have to rush to a meeting. So now being on this entrepreneurial journey, I'm trying to do those things. Again, the, the things that bring me pleasure, the things that make me, that keep me healthy, you know, exercise to keep me going. And again, maintaining that level of success that I have now changed. Okay. Okay. That was good. That was good. That's great. Uh, it's 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 something that uh, uh, people have learned over the years, or recently now that man, you put yourself before the money because most people just wear, wear themselves down, get the money, then you have to take yourself to the hospital, treat yourself. It's like, it's like a cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. money you make at the expense of your body, you use that money to treat yourself again. So it's really a cycle, uh, more like a rat race so to speak yeah and, that's and, exactly it yeah right and that's what we've all been sold off sold on in the entire global world those are by the by the corporate the corporate monsters like i like to call them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people that rule the world yeah not governments corporations do rule this world that's just the truth yeah 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 no it is yeah so we're waking up, you know. Yeah, we're waking up. Yeah, everybody needs to wake up and do what they need to do. Put yourself first and grow. So you're doing a great job, and it's been a pleasure having you on this show. And I hope that you come again sooner or later, so that we can have you again and let's see what your what else you've been up to and how you've been growing so far. And it's been fantastic talking with you, and uh, definitely we'll keep connected and uh, growing together. So. You have a website, right? The Adulting Manual. Yes, you can go to theadultingmanual.com and then the, the podcast is corporatequitter.com. Corporatequitter.com. It's on all major podcast platforms, platforms, right? Yep. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, Google Music, all the things. Okay, I'll be sure to check it out and uh, our audience will also give it a, show, a, a look in and see how it goes. I'll check it out later today and see. I think I listened to the first episode of your podcast. Yeah, I think so. First, the introduction, how you got there, Dalton Man. It was fun. And I'll, I'll listen to some yeah, of them. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll listen to some of them as well. Please give our podcast a listen as well. 
And uh, yeah, definitely at Nestra and look into ourselves and know how to grow as we go along. So thank you very much. It's been fun having you here. So take care and we'll talk again soon. So that's the thank end of so the Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, you're <laughs> welcome. So if you haven't subscribed to our show, please do so so that you can receive an alert every time we drop a new episode. Now, whatever platform you listen to us on, please drop us a review because that will help us to make this show better. Now, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn as Simon Isora or on Instagram as Sims300. This is Simon and that's a wrap.